0: So, uh, welcome to our Sunday Bhagavatam class. It is uh, December 18th, 2020. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So, uh, today we begin with 1845 um first canto chapter 8 text 45 sanskrit is tang mantriya pravisha gajasavayam uh striyascha supurangyasyan so, uh, Kunti Devi has just finished her prayers, and just to give us a little context, the last verse was "Sutu Vacha Kalapadaitas uh, Prinuta The Lord who uh, makes everything prosper, thus worshipped, thus. Praised by the sweet words of Kunti Mandang Jahasa, smiled mildly by Kunta and Mohayanivamaya, and sort of enchanting uh, Kunti with his subtle smile uh, as if by magic, sort of this magical power of enchantment. So um, now today, so tang to meet you Pa Mantria. So thus taking his leave of Kunti, he said the word badham. Badham is an interesting word in Sanskrit actually. If any of you are following the Sanskrit here, uh, Badha in Sanskrit means um, indeed or really or it's sort of a, it's an, used to express consent affirmation or confirmation in other words by saying bada uh, krishna was saying like yes indeed like all your prayers are correct or thank you very much and assuredly certainly so that's the word he used uh, to agree with her and to thank her so then upamantriya means taking his leave. In other words, he excused himself, excuse me, I, I, I have to go now. So pravisha gajasahoyam and he entered uh, Hastinapura. Uh, uh, gajasahoyam, it's Just gaja means Hastina, elephant, and the city uh, known for its elephants, so Gajasahoyam is Hastinapur. So, entering that city, the, the capital of the, the Kurus, which is now ruled by the Pandavas because this is right after the Battle of Kurukshetra, Uh, uh And he also took leave of the other ladies. So, what we're seeing here is a, um, that Lord Krishna is acting as a perfect gentleman. This is gallantry. He respectfully takes leave of Kunti. He's taking leave uh, of the other ladies who were there with Kunti, very politely and lovingly, and Swapurang uh, Yasyan. And he was about to go to his own city, which is Dwarka, Swapuram, his own city. So he was about to go to his own city, and then Premna, out of love, Rajna Nivarita, the Lord was stopped by the king, Yudhisthira. So Yudhisthira loves Krishna so much that he stops him. Krishna is about to leave. He's just about to depart, Yasyan, about to depart for his own city. And out of love, King Yudhisthira stopped him. So then, Vyasa Dhyar Ishvareha Gyayi Krishna dvhuta Karmana prabodhito pitiha sair na buddhita So, uh, so Yudhisthira was preached to, or Prabodhita. Prabodhita in Sanskrit means sort of to bring someone to their senses, or to awaken them. Uh, in the dictionary, Prabodhita means awakened, aroused sort of enliven, like, snap out of it, Yudhisthira, you know, like, get over this, because he's lamenting over Kurukshetra. So he is Prabodhita. So Vyasa, etc., Vyasa and other sages who are Ishwara Iha, Gyayi, who know the Lord's activities. So Vyasa and other sages who understood why there was a battle of Kurukshetra, what Krishna was doing, why he allowed all this carnage. So Vyas, so Vyas and other sages, they understand why the Lord did this. And so they preached to, you could say in modern terms, preach to Eudistir, encouraged him, tried to get him out of his depression. And uh and, and Krishna himself also preached to him. Krishna, whose activities are wonderful, amazing. Uh, he also encouraged you to steer, tried to bring him back to you know, his normal rational consciousness. And also the sages and Krishna did this, Api Itihas Sire, by citing historical precedents, like this isn't the first time this happened. This is what it means to be a Kshatriya. This is what it means to defend the earth uh, in in toward the end of Dwapara Yuga, in, in which things are already be, really going very quickly toward Kali Yuga. So they gave him uh, all these historical examples, but Navodhita he didn't become encouraged. He didn't awaken from his depression. He didn't, he didn't come out of it. Na because he was filled with grief. So, battle's over and everyone is just sort of doing what they have to do. Funeral ceremonies, going back to their homes, but Yudhisthira is uh, hes overwhelmed and no one can seem to help him, to encourage him, as they say, snap him out of it. So, Aha Raja Dharma so Dharmasuta, Yudhisthira, Raja, the king, Aha said, so the king, son of Dharma said, Chintayan, Suridang, Vadam, and he's brooding over, he's thinking about the killing of his uh, people that were close to him. Suridang, I mean, we could, it does, you know, well-wishers, on both sides, so many people who were his dear friends were killed. And so Yudhishthira is just worrying about this, thinking about this. And, atmana vipra, uh, sneha and he was doing this, oh, vipras, learned Brahmins, with literally with a material self. Atmana means with a self. Uh, and prakrita means material from the word prakriti. So, with a mundane self, which is almost like you know, like false ego or self, so with the mundane self, sneha uh, moha vasham gataha. He had come, gataha vasham, under the control, sneha moha, of the illusion. Caused by material affection, bodily affection. Sneha. Sneha moha bhashangatai. So he come under the control of this illusion of worldly affection. And aho! now Yudhisthira speaks. oho me pasyata agyanam, Which means, oh, see my ignorance, literally. See my ignorance, pasyata means all of you. It's the plural in Sanskrit, pasha. Would be in the singular if you were saying to one person, "See this." That would be pasha. This is pashata, which means all of you, plural. Aho may pashata agyanam. Oh, all of you, see my ignorance, hriday rudham, which has risen in my heart. So he's. Uh, this is a utstir you could say like, how could he ignore all the other facts in the case? And so, but somehow Krishna has him playing this role of someone who is, you know, Atmana, who is feeling and speaking with a mundane conception of, of identity of who we all are. And so Krishna wants to teach not to be in this consciousness. And so Yudhisthira is playing this role. So So see, everyone, see my ignorance. See my ignorance that has arisen in my heart. Duratmana, I who am a bad person. Duratmana, just a bad soul. Duratma. The Prabhupada translates it here, sinful. Um, Duraatmana. So, parakya de dehasya, just for this body, which is parakya meant for others. This is a theme in the Bhagavatam, this is also said about Yudhisthira that our bodies are really meant to serve others. We're not meant to use our bodies just to gratify ourselves. We're meant to use our bodies to serve others. And yet, just for the body, which is meant to serve others, Bahyo, many Akshohinis were killed. So Prabhupada says in his purport, uh, a solid phalanx of 21,870 chariots, 21,870 elephants, 109,650 infantry, and 65,000 cavalry, that's big, is called an Akshohini. That's like a complete army. There are other words in Sanskrit that indicate like a regiment, a battalion, but this is a full army. And 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 as we know, there were 18 akshohinis So this, this gives us a much smaller figure in terms of how many soldiers were on the battlefield with Kurukshetra. It gives us, it's going to give us about three and a half million soldiers. Uh, three and a half million. So there is a figure in the Gita about 600 million. I have no idea where that number comes from, if that was a misprint, but the actual number of soldiers of Kurukshetra was 18 Akshohinis. There are 18 Parvas. The battle lasted 18 days, and there were 18 Akshohinis. And Prabhupada here defines the Akshóhinis, So it was about roughly three and a half million people that died at Kurukshetra. Then Yudhishthira says, Bala Dwija Surin Mitra Peter Bhattar Guru Druhak Namesyan Nida Yan Moksha Yapi Barsha So there cannot be Namesyan, which means there cannot be uh, Yudhishthira says, there cannot be for me liberation from hell. In other words, I cannot become free from hell namesyan nirayan moksho, hyapi even after uh, ayutas of ayutas of years, which Prabhupada translates millions of millions of years, though I live millions of years, he says in the translation. So an ayuta is, is a very big number in Sanskrit. Uh, it is said here to be 10,000, or a myriad. A myriad just means a huge number, which is unspecified. So even if you take 10,000 by 10,000, that's a hundred million, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot. So Yudasir says that uh, I cannot become free of hell, free from hell, even after you know millions of years, why? Because Baladui. Because uh, I uh, injured, I attacked, or killed, or just you know, uh, gurus, brothers, fathers, friends, well wishers, twice born people like Drona, and 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 children, young people. So, um, again, this is yudhisthira's really you know, by Krishna's past, I'm not thinking clearly here. Because, I mean, Drona, the people he he fought against were trying to kill him and they were trying to kill his brothers and they were trying to, and they were supporting an asura named Duryodhana. So, again, this lamentation is not really, it's not rational. And... It's here in the Bhagavatam so we can become free from irrational grief. So the next verse, 1850, is naino Ragyak prajab hartur. So for a king, uh, for a king who is taking care of the people, it is not, there is no sin, dharma yudhe, in a righteous battle uh, the killing of enemies in a righteous battle is not a sin for a king who is taking care of the people. but that cannot encourage me. Kalpate that instruction, that injunction, is not. I don't. That cannot encourage me. It's not fit to encourage me because somehow I don't qualify by this injunction. Prabhupada translates that there's no sin for a king who kills for the right cause, who is engaged in maintaining his citizens, but this injunction is not applicable to me. And Prabhupada's purport, Maras Yudhisthira thought that although he was not actually involved in the administration of the kingdom, which was being carried on well by Juryodhana without harm to the citizens, he caused the killing of so many living beings only for his personal gain of the kingdom from the hands of Duryodhana. The killing was committed not in the course of administration but for the sake of self-aggrandizement and as such he thought himself responsible for all the sins. Of course that's not really why he fought. He never wanted to fight. He fought because Krishna told him this has to be. The world was filled with all these big demons and uh, to let them, they were they were based, they were taking over the earth, and it was absolutely necessary to stop them. So maybe we'll read one more. And if there's any questions, those can be sent in. madhata bandhu nam droho jo savi hoti taha karma birgrihamediyar naham kalpo vipo hitum. So. Again, there is concern with the women. Remember at the beginning of this class that Krishna took special leave of Kunti and then he took special leave of the women. Uh, these men are gentlemen. They're gentlemen. They're not like you know, women to the back. Uh, Krishna himself and here Yudhishthira, they're gentlemen. They treat the women with sincere respect. And so here Yudhishthira is concerned about the women. Srinang, Madhata Vandunang, those women whose family, you know, their husbands, fathers, sons, whose relatives I killed. Droho Josavi Hotita, this an enmity has now arisen with those ladies. Because obviously they're going to hate me. Obviously, I'm their worst enemy. And these are royal women, and their sons or husbands or fathers are still kings. And so all these women now see me as their enemy. And uh, and I've caused this. So karma bhir griha medi ayar naham kalpo vyabohitum. And I cannot drive away this problem, this, this horrible situation by uh, literally griha medi rituals. Yudashir here is referring to Vedic rituals like you know, horse sacrifices or this or that sacrifice, in which sometimes there's violence, you know, a horse is slain or 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 other animals. And so he's saying that, well, he actually is going to say it in the next verse. But he's saying that simply by these Karma rituals, by these he calls them griha which here means not simply an attached householder, but here griha means uh Prabhupada translates it, uh, in persons engaged in material welfare. So in that sense, it is Grihamedi. So by, by rituals, by rites, which are meant for Grihamedis, for sort of mundane families, I cannot drive away. I'm not able to, Naham kalapo. literally I'm not able to drive away this horrible situation and all the enmity I've caused with all these ladies who've lost their loved ones. And then Yudhisthira gives the example, yata pankena pankambak surayava surakritam bhutahatyam nadya nadyajyayar marstumarhati So Yudhisthira says just as pankena by mud, with mud. Uh, and of course, when you, in the old days, we used to all, you know, in all the Hare Krishna temples, we used to make incense, and sell incense, so they call it punk, P-A-N-K-H, which comes from this word, Sanskrit word punka uh, meaning mud, because the incense sticks in India were actually made from clay from earth. And so punka means mud or earth. So you thaw punkina So you cannot clean muddy water with mud. Yudhisthira is giving these two examples here to say that um, if, if something is a contaminant, if something is contaminating, you can't take the same contaminating element and clean something. So, pankamba, amba means water. So, just like muddy water cannot be cleaned with mud. Or suraya va surakritam. Or some vessel has been contaminated with liquor, drinking liquor, you can't purify it with, with other liquor. And so the analogy here, similarly, or he says Taiva exactly in that way, bhuta hatyang, ikam, you certainly cannot purify uh, one killing of creatures by sacrifices which involve more killing. So that's his point. You can't can't purify killing by killing, by more killing. Bhutahatyang tataivai kam na marstum arhati. Marstum means to cleanse. So this is a theme in the Bhagavatam. There is a type of protest against animal sacrifice. You see it in the Puranjana story in in the fourth canto where... uh, puranjana uh, is killing all these animals for sacrifice it's kind of like a legitimized uh, meat industry or something so he's he's killing these animals and then Narda muni comes and stops him and gives him a vision that all these animals you killed will come back in your next life and kill you and so there is a lot of pushback so to speak against these vedic sacrifices where animals are killed so you just says you can't cleanse muddy water with mud you can't cleanse something that's you know containing liquor you can't cleanse a a liquor container with liquor and in the same exactly in that way you can't cleanse you can't purify yourself from the killing of creatures with more killing through vedic sacrifices so so that's the the statement there And that's the end of the chapter. So that's the end of the chapter and we're going to see what what how Yushtar is gonna get out of this depression he's in. He's going to get out of it by approaching a great devotee. And so that's chapter nine, which hopefully we'll do next Sunday. So now we'll see what questions there are. Uh, question one from, I'll translate from Spanish. Who can give a final judgment or one which is authoritatively conclusive about a case like this? It seems that one would have to analyze many points. Uh, Can uh, can you see the subtlety of this case, as uh, you can, as there can be many others? Uh, I don't think it's. Oh, I mean, it's not so subtle here. I think. I mean, there are subtle cases. One example of a subtle case is when, uh, Yudhisthira, I'm sorry, uh, Krishna and Arjun arrested Asvatama and dragged him back to their camp. And Bhima wanted to kill Ashwatthama and Draupadi wanted to spare his life, release him. And so that was a case where Krishna had to compromise. In this case, uh, there was a lot at stake in fighting the battle of Kurukshetra. Um, It's like, for example, let's say someone in a country goes and shoots the president and takes over and then says, yeah, but I'm uh, I'm governing nicely. I'm at lower taxes. I, uh, you know, planting flowers on the side of the road. Yeah, but you killed the constitutional leader. The fact is that uh, Vedic culture, as we see in the ba- uh, Bhagavatam Mahabharata, was not absolute monarchy. It's not that the king could do no wrong or that, king could do whatever they want. It was constitutional monarchy and the monarch had to follow dharma, the rules. Yudhis, uh Duryodhana had broken the law of dharma. And therefore to allow him to stay in power uh, would have uh, very much subverted the um, constitutional government. So there was a lot at stake there was a lot at stake there. And for example, if someone unconstitutionally takes over the government, you can say, well, why fight them? You know, it's, they're not doing so bad. So it's a question of seeing the importance of constitutional government, especially by the will of God and, and having people in charge of the state who are actually bringing people to Krishna consciousness. Prabhupada said that Duryodhana was doing a you know reasonably good job, but in a mundane sense, he was not re, he was not fulfilling the duty of, of a king to bring the people to God consciousness. So there there were problems, and and therefore the case was not so subtle. Another Spanish question: uh, Could one say that Krishna is the the personality of? A thousand faces or facets referring to his innumerable expansions and incarnations as Vishnu Tattva. Uh, yeah, you could say that. Krishna has uh, advaitam. ananta Anantarupam. The Brahma Sangita says that Krishna has anantarupa, which means infinite forms. So, Yes. Krishna is unlimited in his forms and faces. So another question in Spanish. Krishna has multiple personalities in an exclusive body for each personality without uh, uh, failing to be uh, each and every one of those personalities the same and unique person. Uh, as I have heard that Lord Balaram is the second body of Krishna, but at the same time, he has a different psychology from that of Krishna. Or, in other words, he has his own and particular personality. Is this reasoning correct? Uh, yes and no. I mean, Krishna does manifest a different personality as Balram, as he manifests a different personality as Narayan but it's all the same God. Advaitam, the Brahma-sangita, the same verse, says that Krishna is an Rupam. He has unlimited forms, but he's only he's only one God. There's only one God. So uh, I don't think we should get into polytheism here, and I don't think we should go in that direction that Balaram's actually a separate person just because in his uh, appearance, as Balaram, the Lord, manifests, a different personality, to some some extent, that does mean there are two gods. Uh, one could one say that uh, that sickness of the mind, of the human mind, will come to be the uh, deviated reflection in the material world of that mystic faculty of Krishna. Well, you could say that, I mean, Krishna actually does manifest in innumerable forms. If we think, if, if we have multiple personalities, it's a mental disease. Krishna is just engaged in infinite pastimes. So, yes. Yudhisthira felt responsible for what happened to his citizens, even though he was not in power and could not be responsible, since he didn't know or had any power over what drew actions were so well it's it's in the sense that he chose to fight the battle does that mean in a way leaders are a little responsible for what happens to their people even if they are not directly responsible Uh, the leaders are responsible if to keep the analogy here they do not fight to defend the constitution they don't fight to defend the constitution if they allow someone just take over the government unconstitutionally then they're responsible for not acting. So why is there so much animal sacrifice described in the Vedas even by pious kings? Um, Because basically it was a mundane society. Um, Even in Vedic culture, it was in many ways more civilized than today, in some ways, but Uh, the number of people Prabhupada says that in the Krishna book when Krishna entered Kangsa's wrestling arena people saw him in different ways and we can't really say that most of the people in the arena were card-carrying Vaishnavas I mean they knew that Krishna was was incredibly beautiful and they were attracted to Krishna in, in their own way they loved Krishna but as far as having a precise theological understanding that Krishna is God, um, not everyone knew that. And so the Vedic culture with all these sacrifices reflects the fact that probably most people on the planet then were not transcendental devotees, they were mundane people. Uh, What English translation of Mahabharata would you consider authorized? Um, There are many that are authorized in the sense that they basically follow the story. Krishna Dharma is a famous one and other devotees have translated them. And there's, uh, there's one by um, an unabridged translation by Ganguli, and also by uh, uh, Mr. Dutt. Those were both done about over a hundred years ago, but they're, they're, they're accurate. I mean, in terms of the Sanskrit of the Mahabharata, they certainly knew Sanskrit and, and they gave accurate translations. However, Madhvacharya says the Mahabharata is a corrupted text, and therefore I'm gonna try to do something with that. Was Mahabharata translated by any acharyas in the Gaudiya No. Such as Bhakti Siddhanta, Bhakti or even contemporarily. I mean, many very good devotees, or not many, but uh, uh, several very good devotees in ISKCON have translated it. How can we know for certain that we are acting correctly against uh, suras? Well, that's why out, but started an international society, so we could have association, consult with good, sane devotees, and uh, yeah, the um, I, I've mentioned this many times. When I was at Harvard, I would go to this the temple in, in Boston, and then I'd go back over the bridge, over the Charles River, back to Harvard, and um, there was this beautiful old sign on the bridge that said the community of the wise is the welfare of the world. So the community of the wise, we become wise with association and community. Are we able to draw any moral conclusions about capital punishment by nation states as just punishment against murder, considering the point Yudhishthira makes in the last verse? By a nation state. Um, Well, clearly there is capital punishment in this ancient culture. Clearly there is. If someone draws objections that the punishment is not fairly assigned because some people have more money and better lawyers or there's some kind of... uh, some just any kind of unfairness in the system, then one could argue that that you know we should not have capital punishment without correcting that unfairness. But assuming things are done fairly, then yes, the, the this culture, this Vedic culture, does certainly uh, condone capital punishment. Do you see any parallels between the political events of the Mahabharata and modern politics? Yeah. Uh, bad leaders, I mean, worse leaders, because uh, the leaders nowadays are, yeah, they don't really understand at all spiritual principles, not even religious principles, and they're not even, well, in some cases, there there are some leaders in the world who are good managers. We don't have that uh, pleasure in, in America right now, so Yeah, it's the general thing, bad leaders, but we know in Lord Chaitanya's movement, Krishna killed the demons, Lord Chaitanya preached to them. So our, so yeah, there is terrible government now in probably most places in the world. So our duty therefore is not to go to war physically, but rather to somehow or other change things by spreading the Sankirtan movement. So thank you all very much for participating and uh we hope we'll uh hope we'll see you next sunday well i hope you'll see me next sunday unfortunately i can't see all of you so have a great day and arrivederci arrivederci